1: A major sell off rocks Wall Street. The Dow dropping more than 600 points, first worst day since August. The major indexes now negative for the year. Investors on edge as a deadly virus spreads and global growth slows. So, where do you put your money following a day like today? The traders are here to bring you some answers. Fast Money, live from the NASDAQ market site, starts right now. Indeed it does. And welcome, everybody. I'm Tyler Matheson. In tonight for Melissa Lee. Your traders on the desk, Tim Seymour, Steve Grasso, Brian Kelly, Guy Adami. Welcome, everybody. Let's get right to this rough day. for Worst day? It well, was not my worst day since August, but it no, was the worst day good. in and You're the looking market. good. you look oh, fantastic. I'm feeling all right. Yeah. Good. You know, it's okay. Yeah, you. Energy, tech, industrials, they're all leading the sell off. The S&P now off to its worst start to a year since all the way back in 2016. So we begin tonight with a question that is top of mind for many investors. Is this the beginning, perhaps, of something bigger, deeper, longer, Guy?
2: Well, I've thought that for a while, Todd, and great to have you here. And, Thank Incorrectly, but now it starts to feel that way. I think in terms of S&P levels, I think you have to look at sort of which I know sounds odd, but that's sort of a level that I've been flagging for a while. And I think that is a level that can trade down to, that's probably another 5% 6% from where we currently are. But it does feel like this is the beginning of something. Now, people will blame the coronavirus. I get it. But I think a lot of the moves you're seeing were in place long before anybody even heard the term coronavirus. And that speaks to the move in gold and the move in the bond market we've seen now for quite some I time.
3: I think that's a really important point, because if you look even just how it traded today, the market traded today, the Dow was down three, 400 points before there are even any more reports of, of the coronavirus here in New York City. And that was because Chicago PMI came out horrible. So if you look at the economic data, even since the trade truce, we were just starting to recover. And then the real question is, is it enough to knock us off? So look at S&P 500 versus Chicago PMI. It's generally a leading indicator. And look at that divergence. So the market is pricing in a very different economic environment than what is out there. And I think that's why you got this sell-off accelerated by virus. Didn't you
4: think that it could have been just that China isn't, hasn't been open since the 23rd, and everyone's worried about Monday. That's what, what I think. I think mean, that's a big part of it. So I, I think people were trying to get ahead of that. Who wants to go home this uh, before the weekend and have those cases ratchet up over the weekend and you can't sell stock? Who wants to go home or come into Monday with Monday Asia down dramatically and not have an exit? So that's why I think that this could be the worst. How long? I, is I think it? you could see a green Monday actually after I would agree Asia. With that. And Uh, the Chinese market's
1: been closed for a week. Yeah, Yeah. about about a week. So you've got all that
5: pent-up selling right Right. there, and that may go. But I don't, you know, so I, I think Steve's, you know, offering up a plausible, you know, solution to the the overdone conditions Brian talks about Chicago PMI Look, Chicago PMI uh, was the worst since December 2015 but but that you know that's that number has been almost that poor for the last four or five months as well so and markets have been flying high and if you think about uh, what what emerging markets did and you have ways to track what China's going to do all week I don't think China's going to do anything differently Monday morning and I realize, yes those local markets could trade differently so uh, I think this gets back to where we were and and it, whether they're related it or not, uh, it was almost two years to the day that we had that blow-off top on Jan 26 of 2018. Um, and in fact, this sell-off wasn't today. This sell-off started last week. I think it might have been the 26th. Doesn't really matter. History uh, doesn't R- repeat itself. It rhymes. Um, but you have this place where I think the markets were just positioned for perfection. And think about what we had this week. We had perfection out of Microsoft. We had perfection out of Apple. We had perfection out of Amazon. And yet. That should be what the market's worried about. The market wants a reason,
4: not to step on you, but the
5: market wants a reason, it it
4: feels like, to Guy's point, to sell off, right? Exactly. Everyone wants this market to sell off. The bulls want a better entry point. The bears always want the market to sell off. Long-term investors want to feel like there's a reason to add to their their buy side. I'm sort of, you know, six half dozen here. I, I, when I hear uh, people
1: say, my as, Tim, Tim, you, as, my as Tim, Tim, you just... <laughs> I know i, know, I know, people, just people, people, people like Tim say something like, uh, the market was priced for perfection. The other side of that, to me, is that the market is waiting for a reason maybe yes. to sell. And they'll use and, any, and any reason. Right. And, and they'll use any reason. And here was a reason that a month ago, a month ago, was on nobody's radar screen.
5: Yeah, Coronavirus the, was not. No, it wasn't. But the, the one thing that, that you should wonder about is how is the bond market already working on this two weeks before the coronavirus really settled in? And if you look at credit spreads, they haven't fallen out of bed, but if you look at the high-yield indices, they have given some ground. So um, when you start to question any global growth, and, and the reference was back to January of 2016, remember that quarter. Remember Jan of 2016 in that entire quarter, and we actually, that was when oil was plummeting. Look at all other kind of reflationary measures, and, and whether it's copper, whether it's oil, whether it's uh, commodities, whether it's any of the industrials, steel companies, they're doing something similar, and it was fear of, you know, the R word was being uttered. I'm not going to utter the R word here, but I because we're nowhere near it. Um, but it, it's about
3: global growth. But I, I think the risk today and, the, you know, going into next week of being too bearish, you got to think that there's going to be some sort of monetary stimulus coming, at least from China. I don't think China allows their markets just to plummet. Then you got to think about the rest of the world. And if you get some sort of global, whether it's uh, synchronous, synchronous or not, if it's coordinated or not, some sort of global stimulus, this market's going to turn on a dime and rip
4: high. How about, th- how about this? And I hate to add another domino to to the eight dominoes or mm. the peripherals. So that's the game. Yeah. But but, it, I don't, but I don't this don't is like something you're a conspiracy guy, too. 100%. How many people didn't think you were going to get a phase one, right? A lot of people didn't think Me. you were going to get phase one of the, of the China trade
2: deal. I thought you were going to say now, how many people
1: didn't think yeah. you were
4: going to get a facelift. I didn't
1: well, know. Well, no, oh, I'm not. I I mean, so, he, he looks, looks great. He never, great. Never. Never.
2: I'm just telling you now. Dance with the girl you brought to the prompt, Back to you. Now,
4: think about this. So if you have a phase two, is wouldn't this in theory in theory I don't know about in practice in theory don't you believe that this would bring China to the table sooner on a Maybe. phase 2 you got gdp coming in you got china growth coming in you have the poster child for why china should be at the table for a phase 2 what do you think
2: could be i mean it that makes that's i think that's plausible but i don't again Phase one, absolutely it happened. It took two years to happen, and it basically got us back to seemingly where we were two years ago. But that's neither here nor there. But I can understand what Steve's saying. Maybe the Chinese are in a position now where they're forced to make a deal, and President Trump maybe got lucky with this. And I hate to use that phrase, but maybe this is sort of playing right into his hands. With that said, you know, the bond market's been doing this for a while. I mean, think about the volatility in the bond market. The 10-year yield in this country was pushing up to 2% seemingly, you know, three weeks ago. Now it's down around one and a half and going lower. I mean, that is tremendous volatility. And you know what did well this week? Home builders.
4: So when you look at these things that shouldn't have a reaction to coronavirus, you go where the money's at, right? Well, so home homebuilder... M- mortgage rates I, are at three points. I think they're responding to seven, rates, right. but look,
5: home builders have been a great trade. But for that's a long the point is that, that really, so if you see rates
4: not going anywhere now, and and maybe they're dumb luck that they have even rates having further pressure to the downside, you could should, see home builders should be we
1: worry that that I guess it was 13 days ago the S and P 500 was at an all time high, something like that, right? Well, and, and, and that and that. When you dig beneath the surface, a third or thereabouts of the NASDAQ 100 are
5: in correction territory, which tells me that the leadership up was very narrow. And and think about a third of of the NASDAQ 100. That's Apple, that's Microsoft, and that's Amazon. And they, they did all they could do this week. Uh, and if you think about that, uh, every one of those companies was priced to perfection into their numbers. The fact that they actually all rallied, they, they should have, they, they blew it out. They gave great guidance. But that, that should be a concern if the rest of the NASDAQ 100 is already in correction. And look, let's face it, the price action on Apple today wasn't so good, right? I mean, Apple, this was the biggest down move on Apple yeah. in, in a couple months. But if you Google the only six stocks that matter,
4: you can get a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. you would see the same stories. Right. So if we have – that's been a problem with the narrowing leadership – For quite some time. And that's what happens when you have a market cap indices that we're all following. All righty. Let's let's check in
1: on the latest on the coronavirus, because there are new uh, developments in the spread of that deadly uh, illness. The White House declaring the outbreak a public health emergency now. And let's get to CNBC's Meg Terrell with more on this developing story and the administration's response to it. Meg.
6: Hi, Tyler. Well, we are just getting word from the CDC, actually, that the seventh case in the United States of this novel coronavirus has been confirmed in Santa Clara, California. We are awaiting more details to learn whether that is a travel-related case and somebody who had traveled from China or if it would be the second um, case of human-to-human transmission here. So far, uh, only one case uh, confirmed of that in Chicago. Now, earlier, Health Secretary Alex Azar making that declaration of the public health emergency in the U.S., even as health officials still emphasize they believe the risk to the the American public is low. Azar detailing new travel restrictions for people returning to the U.S. after being in China. Starting Sunday night, any U.S. citizen traveling back to the U.S. who had been in Hubei province within the previous two weeks will be subject to mandatory quarantine for another 14 days. 14 days, of course, is thought to be the outer edge of the virus's incubation period. U.S. citizens who had been in the rest of mainland China will undergo entry health screening at one of seven ports of entry through which flights from China will be funneled and will be subject to up to 14 days of monitored self-quarantine. And finally, foreign nationals other than immediate family of U.S. citizens and permanent residents who have traveled to China in the last two weeks will be denied entry. Now, the moves come as public health officials detailed the unknowns of this novel coronavirus, noting the case counts have steeply inclined by the day and that this virus has been confirmed to be able to spread when patients aren't showing symptoms. And of course, guys, just before this, the case count had just remained at six, five of which were travel-related and one case of human-to-human transmission between a married couple and Chicago. We'll bring you more details of that seventh case, Tyler, as soon as we get them.
1: All right, Meg, thank you very much. Uh, let's take a look at the market reaction to the virus outbreak. Airline stocks falling hard today after several U.S. carriers suspended flights to China, and not just for a few days. I mean, they ex- suspended these flights until into March and April. Uh, so you
5: just completely stay away from these names, uh, Tim, or well, what? Uh, the, the beleaguered airline sector, if you think about the impact on Boeing, at least for a handful of them, not Delta, uh, but certainly United, certainly Southwest, certainly a handful of names, but you've had earnings and you've had an opportunity to understand also what capacity issues look like. Look, core. if you're a bottom-up airline investor and you look at the companies in terms of their balance sheets and in terms of the valuations, it's kind of an interesting time. Uh, When you look what's going on right now, I still think the cyclicality of Just the, you know, look at the IYT, which is the ETF that trades the transportation sector. That's not a chart, that's not necessarily something I want to buy. FedEx testing those lows around 140, uh, 135. So, um, as much as I think Delta is a very strong play in terms of valuation and a company that's probably. You know, counter Boeing, I, I, I wouldn't go in and buy it. Today. I would I'm assume,
4: long. though, that these – you'd like to look at the last outbreaks, the, it, it, the uh, SARS or MERS. But when you look at a name like SAVE, Spirit Airlines, which I'm long, and I'm long for the middle 30s, trading above 40. I saw on that chart that it's down 3%. I, I don't believe they fly a lot They don't Asia. fly to China, no. So the, you're, you're having these sold off as macro, just sector bets. I would look for those that are being sold off with the group. That shouldn't be sold off. Obviously, I'm biased to, to save, but SAVE, you should be a buyer if it's selling off on this. Guy, what do you think Well, Pierre? Delta I mean-
2: Airlines has a major double top at 62.5 from July of this year. And then recently, you have to think if this thing continues, we'll test the lows we saw in December of 19, which is 47.5. But I understand what Steve is saying. He brings up a really good point in terms of spirit. But you know what? That works on the upside as well. I mean, a lot of stocks have moved to the upside in the last eight years for no particular reason other than they're coupled with ETFs and now you're seeing the opposite side of that so it's, it can't, and I'm not su- suggesting Steve is saying this, but it, it can't be good on the one end and then bad on the other. You take the good with well, the bad. Lot, with a lot of them
4: sold off because of exposure to Boeing, yeah. and a lot of them didn't have exposure to Boeing. Delta had no exposure to Boeing. JetBlue had no exposure to Boeing. Spirit had no exposure to Boeing. So it's but the same type if, of stories If, where if, you me, up if we can hope that,
1: that, that this is a transitory uh, uh, event and that, and that it, they get their arms around it within a, a month, two months or something like this, is this an opportunity to buy into some of these? I
3: ratings? don't think so. I mean, maybe. Maybe save. Let's let's take but let's take the ones that do fly to American Asia. American Delta. America United. Delta United, right? I don't think you get that consumption back. I can just tell you from my experience dealing with people in Hong Kong and Asia this week, conferences are being canceled. Business trips are being canceled and they're not being rescheduled. So I don't think that consumption comes back. Will there be a time to buy the airlines? Maybe they've been flatlined effectively for a long time here. I don't think there's a catalyst to really punch them out. Maybe if we get a panic low then you can trade them. But I don't think you can buy these for an investment anytime soon. How about soon. looking
4: at the cruise lines? The cruise lines not only have yeah, this, at it. least this with yeah. the airlines should recover. But when you look at the cruise lines, it's been one negative story after another, and they just can't get out of their way. And, uh, and you don't want to be trapped on a Steve, boat. would you jump off? I'm yes. just trying to think about this. Yes, All on this <laughs> yes I know. I'm, I'm, a, germ- I'm germ- germ- a germaphobe, but it's hey, it's, hey. it's 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 problematic when you look at these things. Could you imagine being stuck on that boat with 7,000 people with possible coronavirus? you jump off. I would be looking for captain You'd be swimming, swimming right there yes i <laughs> know so anyway, it sounded like it. i was, I was be looking, looking to do for eyes jump
5: off <laughs> like just you know like step off and no i was asking him about the cruise. all right we're going to take a quick break coming
1: up more on today's market sell-off stocks now negative for the year we'll break down a few places where you might seek safety plus what to expect from alphabet when it reports after the bell monday will it be alphabet soup or something oh. better oh. and later why this mystery chart could be a giant warning sign for your money We will explain. And we are live from Times Square in New York City. Much more fast money right after this.
0: The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Fast Money Stocks. Falling hard on this final day of trading for the month. All three major averages now negative for the year, and we started in such a promising fashion. Today's drop comes ahead of another busy week for earnings next week. The last of the Fang stocks reports after Monday's
3: close. So, BK, Alphabet? That would be one of them. So it's kind of an interesting setup here, right? If we were, if we were just going into this without this sell-off, you might say there's going to be a sell-the-news event. I actually think you could have the reverse here. We've had quite a drop in, in Google. We know that the face, that Facebook's ads weren't horrible. Of course, their revenue wasn't what they wanted. So if you're thinking there's a duopoly in digital ads alphabet is one to buy and i also happen to think that sometime next week there's gonna be opportunity to buy this market as monetary stimulus comes in and again what have been people buying all year google for the growth so i think on any weakness going in even if it's monday before the earnings I think you can buy Google ahead of those. Well, it's uh, to me,
5: I, it's not going to be a question about whether the fundamentals are going to be good. It's not going to be a question about, it. look, we've gotten some sense from Facebook in terms of the ad revenue. We've gotten some sense uh, in terms of Microsoft, in terms of cloud. Uh, look, if the site's revenue, which I think is probably going to, with tough comps, going to come in better than expected, uh, and think about the holiday traffic we had, uh, I think it's a very important time. I think for Google also there's a driver with the change in leadership. A more shareholder-friendly approach is part of also a re-rating of the company. I, I believe the transparency that people, investors, have wanted to see for a long time as part of it. But it's going to be about the market dynamics because, again, if you think about what was reported this week in the other trillion-dollar companies, um, it it hasn't really mattered.
4: And it also felt like last year you you had this huge political headwind for Google. That seems to me to have dissipated for now. There's other issues that Capitol Hill is worried about. You're, You're thinking about impeachment now. You're not thinking about... Google, you might be thinking about Facebook. You might be thinking about a host of other social companies or a host of other large-cap tech. But it seems like Google is getting a pass now, which could mean higher prices for the Quickly,
2: stock. Quickly, Ty, you know, you weren't here last night. We had David uh, Faber it? hosting the show. Oh, you did? Oh, oh my goodness. We waited as long as we could for you. You didn't show. <laughs> you didn't show. So, <laughs> so Faber was happened to be in the neighborhood. But last yeah. night, the Amazon reported is obviously, you're aware because you talked yeah. about it at length today. And we talked about it. Steve talked about this last night. Tim talked about it. Take a look at where Amazon closed today. Why do I bring it up? Because take a look at where it closed in July of 2018 and in August of 2019. Basically, 2011 and 2012 closed to 2008 today. So it's fascinating that, once again, we're up against these levels, maybe on five times normal volume today, five times normal volume, maybe we did put in that short-term top in Amazon. Hmm. All
1: right, we're going to take a quick break because we've got a market flash in the biotech sector uh, from Meg Terrell. Hi, Meg.
6: Hey, Tyler. We're looking at shares of amune Therapeutics. They are up in the after hours as the FDA is approving its peanut allergy treatment. Uh, up now about 9.5%. This is the first treatment for peanut allergy to be cleared on the U.S. market. And this really is a way to try to prevent uh, allergic reactions to peanuts. It is not a treatment like the EpiPen for the anaphylaxis, that allergic reaction to peanuts. Uh, up now more than 10% for immune therapeutics. Tyler, back over to you. All
1: right, Meg, this is, uh, I think, the first drug that really has been shown much uh Uh, efficacy against peanut allergy.
4: Is there a way to trade this? Should you get in? It's up 10% in the after hours. I I, I mean, on this desk, I know my partners at work, it seems like one out of every family has a peanut allergy. I think this is potentially a huge deal. I'm I'm not going to claim to be an expert on this. I have to dig through it. But up 10% for such a prevalent problem, I think, is nothing.
1: Any other thoughts there on no, that? Well it, it
3: just it up, up 11% for something that has such a huge addressable market, it was what Steve's saying, I think it, there's either something that we're missing or the market is just asleep on this because it seems like a massive market for this drug.
1: All righty, we've got a lot of show left for you. Here's what else is coming up in this half hour The market sell-off has shaken more than just stocks. We'll break down what the drop in our chart of the week says about where the market and the economy is going.
6: What does it mean to be rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com
0: slash rich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager.
1: Oh, the things you miss when we're away. <laughs> oh, the things you miss. Welcome back to Fast Money. Uh, if you're just joining us, as you can see, there was a rough day on Wall Street. Major sell-off, stocks sharply lower. S&P uh, having its worst week
5: since August. Tim, there is one chart. What do you say that stands out to you? We've got this thing at Fast Money called the chart of the week. Mm. I don't know if I'm supposed to walk over to the plasma, so I'm going to stay right here. here. Stay here. And it's copper. And if you look at copper, also sometimes known as Dr. Copper. Mm-hmm. This is a chart that's extraordinary. In fact, it's fallen almost 15% since the beginning of January. In fact, just the middle of January when we started to in some of these concerns. If you think about all of the other reflation assets, copper in many cases really is that leading indicator. And unfortunately, it's actually broken through 250, 255 has been a very important level for copper. It, it doesn't, it, it can trade a little lumpy, so I wouldn't get that worked up over maybe chicken two, five cents. This is support. and And just, you know, a month and a half ago, we were looking for a
3: breakout in oil, a breakout in copper, and I think this is something to watch.
2: And, oh, go ahead, BK. Oh, I
3: was just going to say, if you look at the, what's interesting, the copper to gold ratio does a really good job of predicting rates. Beginning in January, copper was telling you rates were going down to 145 on the 10-year, so we're at 150 now. That's starting to normalize. So you've got two markets here that are starting to normalize, the bond market and copper. The last one here is the equity market, which, again, makes me think we're coming closer to a low in it. And,
2: Ty, quickly, just to broaden it out, U.S. Steel, we talk about this a lot. It was a $43 stock in March of 2018 when all the tariff talks started. Now it's a $9 stock. And, And it's fascinating to me that this should have been beneficial for steel companies. And in terms of U.S. Steel, anything but. So to Tim's point, you know, you add that with the Baltic dry index, not a lot of good things going on right now.
5: All right, let's go to our final trades and go around the horn starting with you, Tim. Yeah, let's talk about Altria. I I think based upon the the write down of Jewel this week, it made a big headline, but I think we kind of knew what this meant. And in fact, in this environment, Altria is is to me one of the most uh, dependable stocks and it's effectively a cash machine. So M.O., Steve. Spirit Airlines. There's a lot of reasons why man. we covered in the show. There's a lot of reasons why you could
4: be selling the transports, but coronavirus
3: isn't one of them. Spirit Airlines save BK. You know, top of the show, Steve Grasso said you could see a green Monday. I happen to agree with them it would be contrarian, but if you do, you start buying XLK. All right, guy. 31-24 uh, Niners this weekend.
2: Pfizer <laughs> drug. Green today, Ty. <laughs> Pfizer in the green. That you does it for... Hey,
1: Thanks, guys.
4: Sometimes it takes a different approach